Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi and welcome to episode 137 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Do you know, one of the first questions I ask clients is, what do you think your body wants to weigh? A lot of people stumble with that one because really, how are we supposed to know? But I ask it for a reason, because I think all of us, our own body individually, we all have a body weight in that moment in time that our body just wants to weigh. And it's going to have a lot of different reasons why. Genetics and how old we are and just what we need in order to be in a place of health and peace. And it's going to look different for everybody. And I think if we all ate the same amount and moved the same amount, we still would all look different like we look different now. For many people, what they come to is, well, what if my body wants to be at a higher weight? Am I always supposed to be at a higher weight then? And we have a letter today to go through from someone who is discussing this. In particular, they're talking about set point theory and just wondering if they're supposed to always be at a higher weight. And that's confusing. This letter writer also describes a trauma history and living at a higher weight was something that was protective. So I wanted to let you know that is one of the things that's discussed in this episode. We get to talk to Stephanie Reinold. She is a really incredible psychiatrist out of San Antonio, Texas that I got to connect with finally on this podcast. I'm super grateful for that. And she has her own podcast called it's not about the food. Oh, totally agree. It's so much more than that. But anyway, Stephanie and I dig into this letter and I hope it helps you, letter writer, and anyone who can relate to this to this letter to find just some next steps forward, the ones that are going to work for you. So normally, this is when I pause for our sponsor break. And I don't want to do that today. Nope, I want to say a big thank you. There have been many people listening for a long time to the Love Food Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. And there are some people who've been with me since 2016 when this all started. And I really, really want to say just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. There are times when podcasting can be draining and take a long time. 
And you know what you always do? You always send me a an email or an Instagram direct message or something just when I need it. And I just want to say thank you. I'm really grateful for the community and the people listening who have let me know how this podcast is helping their food peace journey. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And this is going to be the last episode for 2018. I'm going to pause the episodes until January 1st. Yes, National Dieting Holiday. I'm already like gritting my teeth. I'm just so um, frustrated, but I need to garner up some strength to prepare for January because I want to have everything prepared and ready for you to help you get through how tough January just is every year. So like I said, this is going to be the last episode for 2018, but I will be back the 1st of January, ready, armed, prepared, and ready to take your hand as you continue on the next part of your food peace journey. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I began my intuitive eating journey recently with a non-diet dietitian who specializes in treating eating disorders and PCOS, also known as polycystic ovarian syndrome. According to her, you are not the enemy, and once I get my PCOS under control and reject diet culture, my body will return to my set point. I'm oversimplifying, but you get the point. My problem is that for as long as I can remember, I have always been fat, so I don't know that I trust that knowledge. Could it be that there are people whose set points are in the morbidly obese range? Well, I guess I was a normal weight once, until about age five. At five, I was the tallest girl in class, taller than all the boys even, and yes, heavier. I wasn't overweight, just much taller than all the rest, but adults would comment when they went to pick me up that I was so heavy. I was too tall at my eighth birthday for the ball pit my parents had paid so much to reserve for my birthday. I was so big. They meant tall, but I thought they meant fat. I started gaining weight because my main abuser didn't like fat girls and found them unattractive. Back then, you were my friend because you protected me from him and most men and catcalls. Now I see I built my own prison and left wondering if some people don't have a healthy set point. Sincerely, Confused in Cleveland. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, Confused in Cleveland. Thanks for the note. I'm from Ohio myself, so special hello, and you have a special place in my heart. And I really hope that I'm able to give you some next steps to consider on your food peace journey. And while you've been through a lot, I'm so glad you've connected with people who are not going to be forcing you on the scale until you lose weight in order to prove your worth and 
prove that you're in a place of health. I'm really glad you've connected with that. And I really wish I had this crystal ball that could show you without a doubt what your body would be doing over the next year or five years or decades or your whole life. But of course, nothing like that exists. And I would also counter with that I think what's going on is much deeper. And I really want to dig into this. I recently got introduced to Stephanie Reinold. She is the host of the podcast called It's Not About the Food. She's a medical doctor, specifically a psychiatrist and eating disorder specialist. And she's going to help us. We're going to dig deep into this and see if we can give you some insights, some pointers, or just some tools that maybe you can try to help you move forward. I don't want you to continue to feel confused because I want you to feel secure on your food peace journey. So let's give Dr. Reinhold a call. Hello. Hey, Stephanie, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Hi, Julie. I'm so excited to connect with you finally. I know. I'm so glad to connect with you. I think the things that you're doing are just incredible. And I'm really excited to dive into this letter. Did you get a chance to read it? I did. I did. Awesome. Well, when you were reading it, what was your general impression about what this person is experiencing? Oh, gosh. So much. Um, first of all, I just really want to extend a lot of compassion to this person. I mean, I feel like every, I feel like every guest kind of says that, but I, I don't know, to write in and just share your story and your truth is so hard. So I just really want to give you a big hug. Um, I, I want to dive in, you know, you mentioned set point a few different times and I, I feel like it wouldn't do justice if I didn't kind of tackle the big elephant in the room. So set point to, to me, I mean, this is sort of my personal and professional opinion. I, I don't know if you agree or disagree, Julie, but I I feel like it can be helpful. I, I feel like initially in your journey, it can be helpful to just have that understanding that we all do have a set point weight. I think, you know, that was helpful for me in my own personal journey and recovery to know that it wasn't my fault, that this was just a, you know, quote unquote, set point weight. I think it's dangerous with people in larger bodies or people who have gained weight, say, in pregnancy or who've gone through medical problems or like my population who have gained weight from medications they're on or things like that, that it becomes this huge gray area then of what is my right set point weight, you know? And then we get into this like, what is right? What is wrong? Am I doing the right thing to return to my correct set point range. And then what happens and what I'm hearing from this letter writer is that it brings a lot of shame because maybe, you know, for her, she said that she did, you know, maybe purposely or or not purposely gain weight after her, you know, trauma. And that's, that's not your fault. Confused in Cleveland. That's, that is your survival. And we do things to survive and we do things to protect ourselves and it's it's not some moral failure and so to keep grasping for some mythical future fantasy version of yourself that may or may not ever exist i i don't know cuz no one knows that no doctor no medical professional no dietitian no one can ever look at you and tell you absolutely what your set point weight is and so that i don't know that's when it gets 
a little complicated to me. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, I think I agree with you totally. And I never thought about how there's a part of set point theory that kind of jabs at me a bit. And and you spoke to it because there's a part of the physiology, like genetically, we all probably have some kind of point our body just likes to weigh and we don't know what that is, but what gets us all um, confused and in a place of harm is thinking there's like a right one and, and um, really, or we have to do it correctly and we don't want to mess it up. And that's where I see so many people um, struggling with their relationship with food is when they think they're just not doing it wrong. They're just messing it up. And um, how you refer to it as a mythical kind of thing. I'm like, that's exactly it. Totally. Um, I'm glad you brought up the shame piece because I think that's another part of her relationship with food that is kind of coming through in that confusion about the set point. I think there's deeper things in there. Um, I, your podcast, I know it, the name of it is, it's, it's not about the food. Isn't that what the name of it is? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I think that's, kind of what's going on with this person. Like there's other things. And I, um, over time, what I've learned about trauma and food, like you said, like it's, thank, thank God that she had access to food and this ability to protect herself in this way. Like, I'm so glad that was accessible because she survived, you know? Um, and she did it in the way she could. And um, and that's not her fault, like you said. So thank you for bringing up those points. I totally agree. And, well, you know, for this person then, with keeping all of that in mind, what do you feel like are some like first steps that you'd recommend um, to kind of just help this person keep moving forward? Well, I want to make one point too, is that a lot of times we expect to return to a quote unquote set point at a really young time in our life, you know, because society and cultural standards have this prepubescent girl as our mm -hmm kind of ideal body type. And so we assume that that set point is how we were when we were a kid. And for her, I think she even gives an age. I think she said she was five or something when she was quote unquote normal. And so I just, I kind of wonder what maybe happened from five on, because mm -hmm. it sounds like she has some positive association with before five years old. And for a lot of us, it's somewhat before puberty, you know, before puberty, there's more or less more positive associations with our body than after puberty. And I think it's because we want to somehow convince ourselves that our correct body, our set point body is this prepubescent girl, which is what it's all over the cover of magazines. And so I kind of just encourage her to look at, was it really the fact that she is bigger than most people that's hurting her? Or is it just the fact that maybe she's different? And so this kind of idea of being different, of looking different. You know, she was taller than the boys. She was, you know, maybe she's bigger and heavier also. I don't know. Um, but where else in her life is she feeling different? You know, that's kind of, cause I, you know, in my podcast and my career, like as a psychiatrist, I really challenge people to kind of look below the surface. It's like, all right, let's leave the food and the body piece here. Cause that is something there. And that's a very real struggle you're having, but what is, what's kind of the deeper issue. And to me, it sounds like she might just be looking to fit in, you know, and where, where are people like her, not only that look like her, cause maybe that would help her fit in, but maybe just like some hobby or something that she loves to do, like feeling like a sense of belonging and community around her. 
would give you the same kind of feeling that you're actually searching for. Cause it's not so much the body, the weight, it's about fitting in, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wondered how the PCOS made this person feel different and it may be the facial hair or the body shape changing differently, especially through puberty. But, um, I think that's a good point. Like part of this is maybe she just doesn't feel like she fits in. And so finding a way to get that connection especially outside of the body, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm. And and gosh, I mean, beauty standards are as fluctuating as fashion. You know, it's like, look through periods of time. Sometimes this is a helpful exercise for some of my individual clients, but actually looking through history literally and finding your ideal body in history, because I don't care your shape or size. There is a time in history when your body was the ideal body and actually looking at it from like a kind of a global perspective to be like, you know, this is just the time that I'm in and everyone is shaped differently. And you're actually becoming more aware of all the bodies around you, not your body, because it's easy to continue to like nitpick yourself and keep looking at yourself as the different one instead of kind of looking and embracing like the whole population around you. Mm, Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you is we have a food peace syllabus as a part of the show. And if you're a new listener of the Love Food Podcast, it is a listing of blog posts and anything under the sun really that can help promote your uh, food peace journey. And you can get access to it at juliedillonrd.com. And Stephanie, do you want to add anything to it? Yeah, I have a couple things actually. Awesome. Um, the, the first one is kind of interesting. I don't know if anyone's ever recommended a song before, but I'll take this it. music. <laughs> the, the music video in particular is a really powerful music video for anyone who is kind of just feeling different. And it's the song Scars to Your Beautiful by Alicia Cara, Cara. I don't know how to say her name, but the music video in particular showcases all these different bodies and these different people and what they went through and like these little mini snippets. It feels kind of like this mini documentary. So I really recommend the music video in particular. It's re- it's it's just really powerful. Thank you. I'll put that on there for sure. Yeah. And then two things from myself, my book, um, just plug, it's called Let Your Heart Out, How to Escape Your Thoughts and Reconnect with the Most Important Part of Yourself. And I I really help you through kind of my method and through my personal stories, patient case stories, helping you sort of get past those details of your life. And I I sort of say details very loosely because details is really just kind of what you you think the problem is. And then I sort of help you to see that there's a lot more to that than what you think the problem is. Um, So my book and then my, my podcast, it's not about the food. And basically in my podcast, every week I go through a different thing that it could be about that's not the food or your body. Awesome. So what kind of topics are, have you discussed so far? So we've talked about control and pleasure. Um, every, every episode has a one word thing that basically it's not about the food. It's about control or it's not about the food. It's about relationships or it's about love or a lot of other things. Awesome. Ooh, the pleasure one. That would be really interesting. I'm gonna have to listen Mm -hmm. to that one. (laughs) So I will put a link to all of those in the show notes. And um, so if someone wants to find out more about you, is there a way that you'd recommend for someone to um, just find out more? 
Yeah. The best place to find me is either at notaboutthefood.com. That's kind of for my podcast blog mm-hmm. information and kind of more professional personal is stephanierinoldmd.com. And I'm probably most active on Instagram, either the handle notaboutthefood or stephanierinoldmd. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for your insight and your compassion. I know you mentioned that compassion is something that so many of the guests say about their reaction to the to the letter, but it's so important. I think so many people that you and I probably are talking to and ourselves with our relationship with food and our body, that compassion is like the one thing that we need to just allow ourselves to connect with more. So thank you for your compassion. We really appreciate it. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Julie. So there you have it. Confused in Cleveland, I hope the conversation with Stephanie provided some insight and some other steps for you as you're moving along your food peace journey. In particular, I hope it helps you to look below the surface and decide what you want to do next. There have been some really tough things that you've experienced in your life, and they're not your fault. We hope you connect with the compassion that you so need. So I see food is written back. Before we get to food's letter, just a reminder that this is the last episode of 2018. Thank you so much for your support of the Love Food Podcast. Whenever you send me a note or an email or your dear food letter, it is super touching and really feeds me in a way that I need to keep going. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a rating or review. Whenever you do that, seriously, I read every single one and they're really important to me. They help me make the show better, help me to make it in the way that you're needing. And um, again, it feeds me and I really appreciate it. You can also subscribe or share the show. So there may be someone in your life who needs to have access to food peace. It's time for them. And I know... As 2018 comes to a close, there's going to be lots and lots and lots of diet talk. I'm sure the Weight Watchers or WW, whatever the hell they are, I'm sure they already are showing commercials as we're listening right now to help prepare for the shaming holiday. What is it? The National Dieting Month of January. So just know that I'm coming back full force that very first day in January 2019 If you get tempted to opt into diet culture, I hope you can push pause on it and just know there are many of us that are rooting for you to stay connected and to stay on your food peace journey. All right, let's get to food sledder until next time. Take care. Dear confused in Cleveland, if we had a magic wand, Maybe we can know what the future holds. Whether your body will conform and comply with diet culture orders or not. Here's what we know to be true. Your body is not a mathematical equation and it doesn't rely on the diet industry's calculations. Your body is just that, yours. It has done all that it can to protect you from the trauma And in that is beautiful. We hope you can climb these next steps on your food peace journey with compassion in mind. We think it's the fuel you'll need for health, vitality, and peace. Love, food. 
Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.